Hi, everyone. Welcome to Things We Said Today. It's a Beatles podcast video cast that deals with anything and everything having to do with the Beatles together and apart. We'll talk about Apple Records. We'll talk about the Plastic Ono Band. We'll talk about Yoko Ono album tracks and our favorite Beatle records and everything under the sun having to do with the Fab Four. My name is Darren DeVivo, and I'm from WFUV Radio in New York City. Uh, on the air Monday through Thursday nights, starting at 10 p.m. till 2 a.m. and Saturdays from 1 to 4. And I am joined, as always, by my good friends. I don't know where he is on your screen now, but to my left is Ken Michaels. You know Ken from a variety of places. Over the past 40 years, Ken's been everywhere when it comes to uh, the Beatles and the media. Presently hosting... Every Little Thing, a syndicated radio show, which in the New York City metropolitan area, for those of you uh, around where we are, generally speaking, can be heard on WFDU. And Ken will elaborate on that more later on. But he's the host of the syndicated Every Little Thing, in addition to having his own YouTube channel filled with interviews and other fun Beatle-related stuff. It's Ken Michaels Radio on YouTube. And not to forget... Another podcast which concentrates on the solo Beatles. Ken is a co-host of Talk More Talk. So it gives me great pleasure. Smack him in the head, but my hand goes off screen. (laughs) Ken Michaels. Hello, Ken. Hi, Darren. He smacked me enough at uh, the Fest for Beatle fans. He got that out of his system. And below me, at least now, uh, is uh, a, a writer, a journalist, an author, a critic, who has been busy um, for over 40 years in the industry. You'd be able to see him. You still can from time to time on the New York in the New York Times and in the Wall Street Journal. But right now, these days, all the talk is about the McCartney Legacy, 1969. Oh, it's the McCartney Legacy, Volume 1, 1969 to 1973. Um, Alan Cozen wrote the book with Adrian Sinclair, and it is Volume 1, obviously, of what could potentially be a to maybe four volumes, uh, possibly, maybe ten. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Alan Cozen. Hello, Alan. Hey, Darren. Hey, Ken. I'm up here. And, <laughs> oh, you're over there. See, it's too bad we're not all in the same place. Yeah, uh, nobody above me, though. No one upstairs. I'm on the top floor. Um, and Alan's uh, volume two of McCartney Legacy, Alan and Adrian's book, potentially 2024, for those of you hearing about it for the first time. And that's it behind him. Uh, that red book that's standing up, that is the McCartney Legacy uh, from Alan and Adrian Sinclair. So welcome to this week's show. We had a great time with Denny Sidewell on our last show talking about the 50th anniversary of the Second Wings album, Red Rose Speedway. Today will be another 50th anniversary show, uh, and I'll elaborate more in a few. But first, let's throw it over to Ken, and Ken has all the news. All right. Thank you, Darren. It's not a lot of news, but it's pretty important stuff here. Uh, It was announced, I guess, today. And Darren made me aware of this. Ringo Starr announcing (laughs) a fall tour with his all-star band. It's the same lineup that he's had the last several years. Steve Steve Lukather, Colin Hay, Edgar Winter, Warren Hamm, Hamish Stewart, and Greg Bissonette. And uh, this tour will start on September the 17th. There are no New York City uh, dates as of yet. It starts in Ontario, California, and it ends on October the 13th 
in Thackerville, Oklahoma. Um, do not confuse this with his spring tour, which starts on May the 19th and ends June 17th. But uh, the cities that he'll be tackling will be, as I said, Ontario, California, Tucson, Albuquerque, Kansas City, St. Louis, Nashville, Clearwater, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Grand Rapids, Chicago, New Buffalo, Detroit, Charleston, Columbus, Little Rock, and as I said, the final date in Thackerville, Oklahoma. All right, now I did see online that one of the concerts, the tickets are going on sale this Friday through Ticketmaster, and there's a pre-sale on Thursday. What you can do is go to Ringo's own website, ringostar.com, and he has a listing of all the dates. If any of those are of interest to you and close by to you, uh, look them up. See when tickets go on sale. It's very possible many of them are going on sale this Friday with the pre-sale the day before. The new dates, were they posted? Did you check? Yes. They're yeah, on Ringo's website. This morning when I got the press release, they hadn't put anything on the website yet. But uh, so it's up now. See, if you look up tour, the tour tab, it lists both the spring and uh, the fall dates. Okay. Um, also, as part of the upcoming Tribeca Festival, Paul McCartney will be taking place at an interview to promote his new book of early Beatles photos called 1964 Eyes of the Storm. Conan O'Brien will be interviewing him on June the 15th at the OKX Theater at BMCC TPAC. TPAC is Tribeca Performing Arts Center. That's on Chambers Street in New York. Paul's new book showcases 275 photos of the Beatles from late 1963 and early 1964 when Beatlemania erupted. The conversation will later air on Conan's podcast called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Okay, um, we just mentioned Ringo. One thing Ringo Starr has been doing a lot of in recent years is appearing on Friends albums, usually helping out on drums, playing on one track. He's played on the latest albums from Steve Lukather, Colin Hay, the brand new album from Ian Hunter, and now there's a new album coming out from Nils Lofgren. And Ringo will be playing drums on what will be the first single called Ain't the Truth the Truth Enough. And he'll be uh, singing on another track called We Better Find It. It's not saying whether he's going to do any lead vocals or backing vocals on that. Nils, of course, was a member of Ringo's all-star bands in 1989 and 1992. And his new album will be called Mountains, coming out July 21st. He brought along some big guns to play on it, including Neil Young and the late David Crosby, as well as jazz bass legend Ron Carter. Some new books coming out include That Was Me, Paul McCartney's Career and the Legacy of the Beatles by Richard D. Driver, which explores the impact of Paul McCartney as a musician outside the Beatles identifying the continued excitement in generations of fans and listeners and his perennial efforts to perform and record music. Though rooted in biographical details of Paul McCartney, the book identifies a historical placement of musicians since World War II that makes those performing for the decades since the 1950s and 1960s significant, and Richard D. Driver shows how McCartney's solo career is multifaceted and extremely diverse 
ranging from breaking sharply with the style and output of the Beatles to experimenting in orchestral and operatic music and returning to music designed to emulate and reproduce the style, success, and popularity of the Beatles. Through McCartney, he says, we can literally and symbolically view and revisit the popular music phenomenon that was the Beatles and popular music from the 1950s to today. That book comes out August the 15th. Another new one is called Dark Horse Records, the story of George Harrison's post-Beatles record label by Aaron Badgley. Um, it is being described in Amazon UK this way. In 1974, as Apple was winding down, George Harrison and Ringo Starr both wanted to help new artists. So rather than trying to salvage Apple records, each ex-Beatle created their own label. Ringo Starr established Ring-O Records, while George Harrison created Dark Horse Records, set up to be a much smaller scale label, releasing records from new artists as well as some of his old friends, with an eye to eventually releasing his own solo music. While Dark Horse had an encouraging beginning with a hit single from Splinter in 1974, the label started suffering some problems, failing to establish itself the way that Harrison had hoped. However, some incredible music from, from a variety of artists was created from 1974 to 1977, and some of Harrison's best solo material would come out of that label. In the end, Dark Horse Records would only release George Harrison's solo work for the most part. But since 2020, as we know, Danny Harrison has taken over the reins and has made Dark Horse a viable label once again, signing Cat Stevens, Billy Idol, and releasing music from Joe Strummer and Leon Russell. Finally, in 2023, it was announced that Harrison's entire solo catalog was going to be re-released on Dark Horse. This book tells the story of the label from the beginning, through its struggles, and to its new and exciting renaissance. It's nice to have a book devoted just to that. Now someone's got to write a book about Ringo Records. I was just going to say that. It's a pamphlet. <laughs> Finally, some more information that I got from Darren uh, came from uh, ultimateclassicrock.com. They published their list of their top 40 rock singers of all time. George Harrison, ranked number 30. John Lennon, wouldn't you know it, ranked number nine. Paul McCartney actually ranked number three. And if you're curious, the number two rock singer was robert plant number one was freddie mercury i don't know how you do those those lists there's so many great rock singers they're all different in their own ways there's, there's you know? another list when i was looking at it when i saw it this morning when you get down to the lower like in the 20s teens mm -hmm. and the 20s there's lots of are they kidding me are they serious this is where he ends up or where's so-and-so it's one of those but it's not as hair raising as the who was it? Um, Rolling Stone that put out that one. What was it? One hundred all-time great entertainers or singers, or Did and they, it was everybody. Yeah. Bad albums by great artists or something. Yeah, there was that's that another too. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was this one's more tamer, but and most of it makes sense, sort of. <laughs> but okay, I think for some of us, there's probably five to ten singers we can name that could be number one on the list but um yeah that's all the news i got for you this time that's all the news that's fit to print that's right oh no news that's yeah. fit to print 
if oh no, if this was a magazine. But it's not. It's a podcast and video cast, and it's things we said today. Thank you, Ken, for the news. Now, today's show is going to be a celebration of the 50th anniversary, which I know was a month ago, uh, of the Red and Blue albums. When released, I don't rec- I would I don't remember when they came out. It was right after my eighth birthday, but um, I don't think they were immediately referred to by fans as the Red and Blue album. You guys might know that, but. In any event, they were uh, the Beatles, 1962 to 1966, and the Beatles, 1967 to 1970. Both albums were double albums on Apple, came out the same day, April 2nd? April 2nd, correct. 1973. And uh, what I remember about them was a little, maybe a couple of years later, just having figured out what on earth a white album is. I started hearing people talking about red albums and blue albums, and I just assumed there was an all-red album and an all-blue album from the Beatles. And I think I sent my mother on a wild goose chase trying to get them for me one day. Like, um, um, And then later on figured out, oh, they, they mean these are the red and blue albums? Um, they really are terrific compilations that are fairly accurate when combined um, best of collections. Um, I actually, in doing this show and preparing our, our uh, what we're going to do, our, our lists, which I'll elaborate on in a minute, was amazed at how I knew that the timings of the two albums were very different, but I don't think I was ever aware of the fact of how overloaded with music the Blue Album was. Um, never realized that they were talking about album sides that were close to 25 minutes in length, uh, which was, uh, and it would technically have been an issue with the quality of the, uh, of the audio on playback. And I knew that the right album, of course, could have been much longer than it was each side in the vicinity of 14 or 15 minutes. And they could have really packed on more material there. That's where this show comes in because we all took our, our individual looks on what would happen if they were redone today, whether it's a 50th anniversary or just a simple reissue, what changes would we make to the red and blue albums um, within reason? Um, Meaning that roughly speaking, what would we add and would we subtract anything from the two albums? And being that there was a lot of room on the red album, we decided let's see if we could add 10 tracks to the red album and revise it that way, drop anything if need be. Uh, And for the blue album, if you could find room for five more songs on the blue album, good luck. Now I don't know if Alan or Ken reconfigured drastically made it triple disc sets or whatnot to make their changes, but I don't think they did. But let's find out what Ken and Alan and then me did to revise the Red and Blue albums here in 2023 uh, on the 50th anniversaries of their release. So, uh, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, boom, Alan, you're it. How about your, how about your picks? Okay. Um, I think I'll do my usual little preamble you know um just to point out that um the beatles put out 
as a group when they were a group. So not counting any post Beatles, Beatles archival releases, anything like that. They put out basically 14 discs of music. And those 14 discs of music were, with the exception of, um, I think, Pepper is 37 minutes and the White Album altogether is close to 90 minutes. But most of the albums are 35 minutes or less, which is to say that you can get basically two per CD, which means that you can get the entire catalog on seven or eight cds so the red and the blue are four cds now the red is totally not packed well um both of those cds could fit on one cd um mm -hmm. and i asked neil aspinall why they did that and he said well you know we wanted them to match which you know is great from apple's perspective and capital's perspective but from the buyer's perspective I think we would probably have rather had the price break than have them match. You know what I mean? Anyone disagree with that? Nope. No. Um, so anyway, you know, the thing is that if, it, you know, if you have four CDs worth of stuff, you know, you have a very significant percentage of the Beatles actual catalog. So why not just put them all out? <laughs> As <laughs> The red, red, white, and right, blue, and green, whatever sets as you know, seven or eight CDs, and just have everything, and then you don't have to worry about what you need to add and subtract. You know what I mean? Right. But the whole purpose behind this was to make it a, a greatest hits or best of. Right. And by the very nature, there are a lot of people who, when they're introducing themselves to the music of a band, they buy a greatest hits. They don't Absolutely. buy the full catalog. Absolutely. So. That's what the purpose of this was, to condense it down to... I understand, but we're yeah. talking about the Beatles. So it is all their greatest hits, because there are no bad Beatles tracks, with the possible exception of Mr. Moonlight. And even there, the intro is great. I am raising my hand. I have a question. Yeah. Uh, is there any truth to the fact that I read this, I've read this many times over the years, that the Red and Blue albums were created by Apple to counter the bootleg... Alpha mm -hmm. Omega, yeah. which was a triple or four record set or something that was. I think it might have been four. I don't know. And it, and, and 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 I've had I've actually tried to find, and it's not much info you could find about it. I'm assuming that that was just a best of. I don't know if they had any rare stuff on that. Nothing. Alpha rare. Omega. I don't know, but I think that was also through a television campaign that that was made available I or think, advertised. Yeah. I think there might have been some solo tracks on that too, like a, just a not many, but a few, mm -hmm. if I recall correctly. It's been a long, long time, fifty years. <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, so my um, additions, I didn't subtract very much because it's hard to subtract. It's hard to take a Beatles song off an album. If it's there, it's there, you know. Um, but I, I I did take off one or two because the rules that we had set up was that you could only add 10 to the red album and five to the blue album because the blue album is already longer, so it only gets five extras. So for the red album, so it begins as it did with Love Me Do and Please Please Me. 
And then I added, I saw her standing there because how can you have a Beatles compilation without I saw her standing there? You know, give me a break. Anyway, so that's the first one. Then for me to you, she loves you. I want to hold your hand to which I've added this boy. Um, you know, it's a great track, a great, great vocal harmonies. Vocal harmonies were one of the Beatles things. And um, this is one of the first ones where they really, really indulged in that. And it should be there. So then, uh, oh, I should also mention that for all of these early tracks, I would have the stereo mixes unquestionably um and i think the only ones you you can't get in stereo or she loves you and love me do um haven't decided yet whether um we should allow a peter jackson type of disassembly and reassembly in stereo i've heard some pretty good stereo mixes of those two tracks um but since we're sort of keeping to the um canonical corpus so to speak uh <laughs> i think we'll we'll just leave those two in mono but for me to you should be in stereo um i want to hold your hand use the 1966 stereo mix probably um so let's see i put this boy all my loving um i would want to put the german hi-hat intro so it's commercially released. It's out there, but it's a little hard to find. Might as well put it on this just to give people who want something unusual something unusual. Um, I would then add, um, after All My Lovin', I would add Not A Second Time. Um, there's not much from With The Beatles on here. In fact, there's like only one track from With The Beatles. And Not A Second Time is... Not only a great track, but by putting Not a Second Time on this set, you get the Aeolian cadences. <laughs> <laughs> and and then, that'll be on the vanity. Uh, that'll be on the sticker on the plastic when you buy it, uh, pointing out that the Aeolian cadence, cadences are here. Now with Aeolian yes, cadences. Yes, right. Hmm. Uh, then Camp I Me Love, then Side, side 2... Or yeah, continuing one with Hard Day's Night, and I love her. Gotta add, if I fell, somehow, and I love her, and if I fell, to me, go together. Right. And, um, um, I'm probably, I mean, I have a note here that it should be the and I love her from the German greatest hits album with the um, extra bar of guitar, you know, do 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 at the end. Mm -hmm. um, but um, since Ken had mentioned that in an email, I should leave that to Ken if Ken wants it. So okay, right. I'll be the deciding factor. That's right. That's right. If if it's if the two of us want it, then it has to be. <laughs> um, okay. So if I fell eight days a week, and then I'm adding no reply because there isn't also a lot from Beatles for sale. Um, I would, if I were going by the Beatles for Sale sessions um, and leave my kitten alone, but it wasn't released at the time, so can't do it. Um, I Feel Fine should be the version with the whispering intro, which I think it was on the British version, but not the American version, the whispering intro. You know, you hear at the very beginning some whispering. Um, so let's see. Uh, I feel fine. Tickets ride yesterday. Then 
help, which on mine would not have the James Bond intro, um, which I think the British one didn't, right? It was just the American one. And it's not on the American one anymore. Right. Um, you got to hide your love away. We can work it out, day tripper. I'm taking off drive my car. What? <laughs> and replacing it with if I needed someone. Hmm. There's not a lot. Of, I don't think there's been any George yet. Um, I was going to add don't bother me. But really, in the end, thought not a second time is a better song. So, and the alien cadences. So, um, if I needed someone, gets added here instead of drive my car. And Norwegian Wood, Nowhere Man, Michelle, In My Life, Girl, Paperback Writer, and I'm adding Rain because I think you have to. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. And then, uh, hmm, I've added Taxman because we don't have a lot of uh, we don't have a lot of George on the Red album. So I'm upping the George quotient. So then Eleanor Rigby. And I think we have to have here, there, and every year. I mean, everywhere. It's possible that in 1973, people didn't think of it as, as spectacular as people think of it now. But since then, we've had, you know, so many stories of, you know, Paul's stories of talking to John and John telling him that it was his favorite of, of Paul's songs or he liked it better than his own or or whatever so it really does have to be there so then um yellow submarine and i get one more edition for the red album and that is tomorrow never knows so that's the red album are hmm. we gonna go, go around with red and blue or should i go right on to the blue i think you should go to blue but i will admit right now i'm going to cheat i'm making a change on mine i had a brainstorm <laughs> okay all Can right we just so make can we mention one thing that we yeah. we haven't said yet? Uh, one thing that is a distinction about this collection is that they made sure every single song was an original. So there right. are no covers That's right. in this collection at all. Yeah. And so when the Red Album was first released, it's all Lennon-McCartney songs and no Harrison songs. Unlike what was to follow with rock and roll music, with a lot of covers in there. Right. So... Yeah, I mean, it was very tempting to put Twist and Shout on, you know, or, or some of the other things. Um, uh, some of the things from Beatles for Sale, Everybody's Trying to Be My Baby. It was tempting to put that on, but um, I decided I'd, I'd, I'd maintain their philosophy of it being only Beatles originals. Mm -hmm. Okay, So, Blue Album um strawberry fields penny lane i would um replace the normal penny lane with the one with the trumpet ending um and since i want them in stereo that would mean using the trumpet ending from the rarities album which isn't even real it's a it's an edit of the trumpet ending onto the stereo mix um whereas the the real trumpet ending was only on a mono promo um the thing is you know when that record came out um, you know, I've talked before about, you know, coming home from school and switching between ABC and MCA all afternoon, waiting for whatever the new Beatles thing was when, you know, cause every now, every few months there'd be one. So you kind of would do that. And, um, and I remember when Penny Lane came out and I, I, I loved it and loved that trumpet ending. And then the single came out, it didn't have the trumpet ending. All right. Okay. <laughs> so Paul, you know, apparently after the promos went out, decided that he wanted to replace it with just the single note 
rather than the you know duh, 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 duh. um and okay that's his artistic decision and i can kind of understand it a little in that it's uh i don't know it it, it it's it, it's not it's if it's avant-garde really but it's uh you know it's a little unusual the the trumpet ending kind of completes a sequence of what's going on in the trumpet part before and it's a perfect ending for the trumpet part but paul might have not thought it was a perfect ending for the whole song um gotta disagree with him there although you know what i'll take them both <laughs> um but on this one i'm restoring the trumpet ending just so there's again something unusual uh, so Sergeant Pepper, with a little help from my friends, Lucy in the Sky, Day in the Life, All You Need Is Love. I'm adding baby or a rich man. Um, not that it's everybody's favorite. Uh, it's just such an unusual track, you know, with that sort of claveline or whatever it is, and then you know, getting mm -hmm. and um anyway. I'm the Walrus, hello, goodbye, Fool on the Hill, Magical Mystery Tour, Lady Madonna, and I'm adding the Inner Light. I'm adding a lot of B-sides. <laughs> um, on the Red Album, they included some of the B-sides right in the original set, but um, on the Red Album, they added a bunch of B-sides already, but um, fewer of them on the Blue. And uh, the Inner Light, again, you know, it's a George song. It's a good George song, although not the most original George song in the sense that the lyrics come basically from the I Ching and or say I Ching um, and uh, the music uh, was stuff that they were playing in the sessions for the Wonderwall music album that he recorded and then fit the lyrics to. So in a way, you could argue that George really didn't write any of it. But on the other hand, you could also argue that there is this concept of found music that avant-gardists like, and this is a uh, and this is George's version of found music. Um, it's gr I, I love the song, um, and especially now there's a stereo mix of it, so we have a stereo mix to put on here. So well, wait a second. I mean, George George wrote the melody of the song, and we have him on record. Uh, instructing the Indian musicians what to play. So he was very involved with the inner light. Do we know he wrote the melody? I mean, from what I've always understood, it was a traditional kind of thing that he just adapted to the lyrics. Oh, uh, that I hadn't heard. Mm. We'll have to look into that for further uh, discussion later. And uh, anyone wants to write in who has definite knowledge of, of what the story is there. Hmm. Um, we'll give the email address at the end. <laughs> okay, so then that side continues with Hey Jude and Revolution. Uh, then the next disc back in the USSR. While my guitar gently weeps. Um, <clears throat> Obla di Obla da is out. That one I don't regret so much. Um, especially because I'm replacing it with another McCartney track, I Will. I just like I Will better than Obla de Obla Da. It's a really beautiful song. Why not put it on here? Um, then Get Back, Don't Let Me Down, Ballad of John. And, oh, oh, I missed one. After I Will, I put Piggies. I can't remember Ooh. if I took that one out, though. I, you know, I was trying to up the George quotient, generally speaking. Um, 
And even though the Blue Album has has a bunch of of really some of his best, like well, like Guitar Gently Weeps, Get Back, Don't Leave Me Down, Ballad of John and Yoko, Old Brown Shoe. There they had the B side, Saving Me the Trouble. Uh, Here comes the sun, come together, something octopus's garden. Now I'm adding because, because we don't have an awful lot from Abbey Road and you can understand why, um, you know, so much, all, almost all of Psy 2, it's very difficult to get an individual song out of there because they're all together, but because is on its own, um, could have done Oh Darling, but anyway, um, also adding, I've got a feeling from the Let It Be album, uh, and then there's Let It Be. Across the Universe, I am substituting any other version of Across the Universe, <laughs> because I hate the Phil Spector <laughs> version. Passionately, I love the song. The song, absolutely brilliant. I mean, words are flowing out like endless rain into a paper cup. Come on. That's great. Phil Spector totally destroyed that song. So if we're going with absolutely just what was released, I'd go with the wildlife version. Um, Still sounds better, but, you know, the Let It Be Naked version um, and the anthology versions without any additions are just so, so beautiful. So if I could persuade whoever is the boss of my record label at the time um, to let me do one of those two, I would do it. But otherwise, the the wildlife version. Shouldn't uh, you be the boss? Oh, yeah, okay. But we had established the rules. <laughs> Never mind. Um, hmm. But finally, for Long and Winding... Yeah, okay, I guess, I guess because of what I'm going to do with Long and Winding Road, um, I could accept one of the other... <laughs> the anthology or let it be naked versions because I'm taking the let it be naked version of long and winding road. And I can get away with that. I feel (laughs) because, um, okay, maybe not the long, maybe not the let it be naked version. Let's say the, um, Glenn Johns mix that almost came out at the time and which was widely bootlegged while the Beatles were still together. Um, so yeah, that counts. We'll go with the Glyn Johns version of Long and Winding Road. So that's my red and blue. Hmm. All right, cool. And the good thing about being the one that goes last <laughs> is you can cheat and you can make little alterations as you go. Brainstorms that pop up into your head. Very cool, uh, Alan. And interesting because there was a lot of places I thought you were going to go and you didn't. Hmm. Uh, which uh, I think is goes to show that even though sort of we have a narrow template here, we have two albums. Uh, we're trying to get best of best songs on these best of albums, but there's still room for interpretation and massaging uh, what what we've got in '73. So I'm interested to see how Ken approached his versions of the albums. Okay, thank you, Darren. Um, I added some of the same songs that Alan did. Uh, We have a somewhat different approach when it comes to some of these songs because I know we like to add rarities versions of Beatles songs, but to me, if these songs were hits, and this is a greatest hits compilation and best of, it should be the way that people heard it and how it was played on the radio. 
So something like the long and winding road, that's the way the public heard it. It was the number one record that way. Yes, there's all these other different versions, especially of Across the Universe. And I love the stripped down versions of Across the Universe. WPLJ played the Glyn Johns mix when it first came out before Capitol hit them up with a cease and desist order. So people <laughs> listening to the radio definitely heard. And I taped it so that when the Phil Spector one came out, he didn't have to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But anyway, I happen to feel that if a song was a major hit, it should be on here no matter what. But because these are all original songs, ordinarily I would put Twist and Shout in there. It's the number two hit in the United States. Uh, but keeping it original, that's the only really big hit, the only top 10 hit in the United States anyway, that's not on here. So here's my list um, for the Red Album. Starts with love me do and then i i had to add ps i love you being the flip side of that it also performed very well as a number 10 hit in the united states so to me you can't ignore something like that like alan i mean i don't know how anyone cannot include i saw her standing there such a great rock song it's a classic it's you know it's one of those songs that still to this day when it comes to early beatles rockers you're either going to hear that one or you're going to hear Twist and Shout. Um, please Please Me. And here's, I guess, I think you're going to probably feel might not deserve it. Do you want to know a secret? Because it was a major hit in the United States. It went all the way to number two. Granted, it was on VJ at the time. But how can you ignore a song that charted that high? You know? And you get a George vocal. There you go. So why didn't you think of that, Alan? I don't. <laughs> You're so concerned about George getting represented. I know. All right. After that, um, from me to you, she loves you. I want to hold your hand. All my loving. Can't buy me love. A hard day's night. And I love her. Just like you, Alan. If I fell. It's got to be in there. There was even the American single of And I Love Her and If I Fell. And, you know, you talk about the two classic love songs from A Hard Day's Night. Um, I love If I Fell just as much as And I Love Her. They're both outstanding love songs. It really is a classic love song, If I Fell. So I think that deserved to be in there. And I also put in No Reply because I felt that there wasn't enough from Beatles for Sale in there. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff from Beatles for Sale that I would love to see in there. I mean, I'm a loser. I probably like just as much as No Reply. But No Reply has a certain weight to it, I guess, because it was the opening track. Um, Eight Days a Week is in there. I Feel Fine. Here's another one that was a major hit. She's a woman. I mean, <laughs> you know, that was a number um, four or five hit in the United States. Four, I think. So how can you ignore something like that? You know, there are plenty of times here in, in uh, both collections where you've got the A side and B side. Mm -hmm. um, and that should be on there. And then I have Ticket to Ride. And I'm looking at this as CDs. Um, so CD2 opens with Help. You've got to hide your love away. Yesterday, we can work it out. Day Tripper. Um, you know, one of the, the few problems that I have with the Red Album now 
as it came out in, in 1973. And I loved it in 73. It was exciting, by the way, for this to come out, even though I had all the music anyway, just to have some kind of compilation. And um, now looking back on it, there's six songs from Rubber Soul and two songs from Revolver. Not balanced there at all. And yet I've grown to love the six songs they they picked from Rubber Soul and feel they belong there anyway. And that's part of the reason why I, I feel like these two collections are really important because it gave some weight to other songs that weren't yeah. hits. And, you know, I think In My Life would probably have become a classic anyway, but the fact that it was included on the Red Album, I heard it more on the radio. And I'll bet you part of the reason is because it was included in there. Um, very interesting that Girl is in there. Yeah. Um, I could go either way with the song girl it's a great song but i'm still glad that was in there because i still think it's a wonderful song um but with uh the rubber soul material uh drive my car did i say day tripper we can work it out day tripper drive my car norwegian wood nowhere man michelle in my life and girl then i had paperback writer then i put in tax man it's not just because well you got to have some george harrison <laughs> on here as far as a song that he wrote and i guess and i was debating i did want if i needed someone in there but it's just a question of which one do you think were stronger tracks i put taxman in there eleanor rigby rain got to get you into my life um i guess also not only is that a great song but now with the knowledge that in 1976 it right. became a top 10 hit it's like how can you not include it um yellow submarine and like you alan tomorrow never knows perfect way to close it uh, foreshadowing what's to come yep. right after that oh. so all together i added these 10 songs p.s i love you i saw her standing there do you want to know a secret if i fell no reply she's a woman rain tax man got to get you into my life and tomorrow never knows the only ones that i really struggled with because they were pretty close. I wanted to put this boy in there. I wanted to put any time at all in there. Any time at all is one of those songs that without a doubt in my mind, if it was a single and it didn't have 10 other Beatles singles on the charts at the same time to compete with, um, it could have easily have been a top 10 or a number one hit to me. Anyway, I love any time at all. Um, I've just seen a face because of how important that song became on the American rubber soul. Just a great opening track in that regard. Um, You're Gonna Lose That Girl is another song that could have easily have been a major hit. And If I Needed Someone. So I had those other ones to wrestle with, but the ones that I picked were the 10 that I that I mentioned. So far, All neither right. of us added things we said today, so we'll see if Darren does. You know. We should be ashamed of ourselves. <laughs> All right, for 1967 to 1970, the first CD, it's very much like the way it was released. Strawberry Fields Forever, Penny Lane, Sgt. Pepper, With Little Help from My Friends, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, A Day in the Life, All I Need is Love, Hello Goodbye, I Am the Walrus, Fool on the Hill, A Magical Mystery Tour, Lady Madonna. I put Hey Bulldog in there because I think Hey Bulldog is a great rock track, Overlooked all these many years i think it's recognized more now today as a really good rocker i would put hey bulldog in there 
follow Hey Bulldog with Hey Jude. The two Hey songs there. And then Revolution and Back in the USSR. I guess because of the order of all these songs, this is going to offset the way that it was on, on the Blue Album. But if it ends with Back in the USSR, then CD number two starts with While My Guitar Gently Weeps. I think you should still have Oh Blood Dio Blood Die in there. It got a ton of airplay on FM radio. And of course, Paul has done it in recent years live. It really was an album cut. And I think the Blue Album <laughs> helped to make it even more popular. And I also put in there, because I think the White Album is not represented enough, considering that it's a double album and there were only three songs on the original Blue Album. So I put in um birthday because you hear that one all the time especially whenever a radio station is celebrating a listener's birthday or a celebrity's birthday um and it's a great rock track and i also put in helter skelter which has emerged as one of their greatest rockers most raucous rockers of all time all right so um and then i've got get back and don't let me down ballad of john and yoko old brown shoe I wanted to add something from Abbey Road. Well, the song is already in there, something. Um, I've got Here Comes the Sun, Come Together, Something, Octopus's Garden, and Oh Darling. Because I knew that I couldn't put anything in, from the medley in there. You don't want to give too much of the album away anyway. But that that's five songs already. And then I added Two of Us, Let It Be, Across the Universe, and I would say the Phil Spector version. Look, I love all those versions. Don't get me wrong. And I probably may prefer the more stripped down ones, like Let It Be Naked and the Beatles Anthology. Um, but I still always loved what Phil Spector added to it and The Long and Winding Road, as it came out back then, and as it was the hit. I love every version of The Long and Winding Road. And, um, you know, I think at its time, what Phil Spector brought to that song really helped to make it the number one hit that it was. You know, um, I mean, the song's more important to me than the production. I've said that many times here on this show, but, you know, maybe the public being aware that it was the end of the Beatles at the time, um, what the song is dealing with, the heaviness of the song, the orchestration added to it. I think it's a beautiful arrangement overall. And I know that Paul hated it, but I, that's the version I grew up listening to. And I've always had an attachment to that version. And so if that's the way the hit was, you know, let's keep it the way it was. You can save all these rarities versions for some other kind of collection. But for something like this, yeah, I, I'm kind of a purist. You know, keep it the way it was. Darren. Excellent. And a lot okay. of what you said, Ken, I agree with uh, about uh, being a purist. Um, it's a, their best of albums have the hits on them. Album tracks are great and all, but it is a best of. And if it's been a big hit, it belongs on the best of. Uh, I felt very guilty about making any alteration. Well, about making omissions. Because uh, I, I, I felt like this is still going to be 62 to 66 but a 50th anniversary edition hmm. it would irk me if they made a lot of changes and essentially created a new 
compilation album. Therefore, it's not 62 to 66. Same with 67 to 70. So what ultimately happened with my list is that with the Red album, obviously, I was able to easily make lots of additions. Uh, and I thought I was going to make some changes. And I did initially. I ended up putting everything back that I'd removed. And I was able to get, I, I believe I have everything in here that it would fit. And it actually made the Red album lengthwise much more similar to what the Blue album was. I mean, and, and it's kind of crazy because there's a couple of uh, sides here that do have like nine tracks on them. So I pictured all these skinny bands, but timing wise, uh, if it fit on blue, it would work on red. So I did a lot of additions to red and ultimately added back everything that I had removed. On the blue album, it bugged, you don't know how much it bugged me to remove one song. Even though it was one song, it went against my theory. I want these to be the 50th anniversary edition I want these to be the Red and Blue albums plus for the 50th anniversary. The Blue album was already overloaded. Uh, mm. So I didn't want to expand it and then get, I know how I would get. I would get very intricate with the thing. I'd be adding more to the Red album to balance it because now the Blue album was a triple CD. So mm. I, I moved a couple of tracks around and uh, I ultimately only added two songs to the Blue album. So the Blue Album is largely the same as it was. And please forgive me for constantly, I keep hitting the cursor here and throwing off my margins. But anyway, so Red Album, uh, lots of additions, starting with Love Me Do. Well, the Red Album, actually, if my unless I messed around with my t timing and, and my math, uh, side each side clocked in at like 15 minutes and change, uh, the original albums side four was 17 and a half side uh, three of the album was uh, of uh, the red album was 14 minutes hmm. so in each case i expanded it to anywhere from 19 to 23 minutes long each side love me do kicks off the album i added like ken did p.s i love you um and and forgive me alan because i don't remember i should have wrote down your picks I don't recall um, if you added P.S. I Love You, but I remember Ken did. No, uh, after P.S. I Love You, then it swings back to what was there originally. Please, please me. From me to you, she loves you. And then I added, do you really want to know a secret? Because I forgot that that was charted as high as it did. Hmm. Probably because it wasn't on the original album when I bought it. The Red and Blue albums really gave me a sense of what were hits and what weren't. And that's not always accurate. Mm -hmm. So to me, I always looked at Oh Blah Dio Blah Da. I always thought that was a charting hit when I was younger. It wasn't. Uh, Do You Want to Know a Secret, though, was not a marginal hit. It was a big hit. Number two. I put that on there. Yeah. And then I Want to Hold Your Hand, which was on the original. Uh, I added, like Alan said, you have to have, I saw her standing there. And then All My Loving, which ended side one on the original, but I put on, tacked on to the end of side one, Twist and Shout. Uh, and then I thought about the cover issue, and I thought, you know, I'm not going to get caught up in that. It was a hit for the Beatles, a big hit for the Beatles. 
and it would work as a finale to a side of an album. Um, so Twist and Shout closes out side one. So that brings one, two, four. That actually gives you 10 songs on side one of the Red Album, and it should all fit like in a 22-minute window, I'm pretty sure. Side two of the album opens. Side two is very much the same. I didn't make many changes with two. Can't Buy Me Love, A Hard Day's Night, And I Love Her, Eight Days a Week, I Feel Fine, and then I added She's a Woman. And then Ticket to Ride and Yesterday. So though that was the only change I made side two of the Red Album was adding She's a Woman. Uh, and I don't think there were any other changes in here. She's a Woman, I think my math is a little off here because it, She's a Woman shouldn't have brought that up to 20 minutes in length, but. <laughs> so um on to disc two on to side three opens with help as it did originally i added i'm down hmm. they added it to rock and roll music it was cool to hear it on that i thought you know what i'm going to give a little bang for your buck i'm going to give you a couple of some like non-album track rarities that really aren't rare but they're kind of rare Boom, there's I'm I'm down. And then I realized how could act naturally not be on a you know collection like this? It wasn't a hit, but it sort of is a Ringo hit. Any Ringo would redo it years later, mm. place it live. It sort of has become a Beatles song. And it was uh, it was a B side of um it's yesterday in the US. Yeah. So I figured okay, act natural would be a good one to get Ringo in there. Uh, and then I resumed the rest of the album. You've got to hide your lover way, which I was going to drop. That was one of the ones I remember I was going to take off, and then I put it back. We can work it out. Day tripper, drive my car. Norwegian wood. I was thinking of pulling it off, but I thought it's a classic now. But it wasn't like that. Like we had said earlier, it wasn't a hit. It was an album track that somebody when. When, when configuring these albums originally thought was important enough, I'm leaving it on. And uh, side three ends with Nowhere Man. So, yeah, but also we're, we're supposed to be thinking how the public views these songs now. Yeah, and, if, and if yeah. Norwegian Wood is a classic now, then. Right. And again, I didn't want to alter what had come out. Hmm. Because you pick up the Red and Blue albums. I know maybe I would have dropped one or two songs, but I know I would have dropped those one or two and that would have altered the album. I'm looking to add, not subtract somehow. So that brings a side three of the LP up to nine songs. Again, if there aren't any typos here. And then side four of the Red Album, uh, it pretty much opens up the same as the original. Michelle, In My Life, Girl, Paperback Writer, like we all did. I added Rain, and technically... Because I added I'm down, I added rain. Even though rain's not really that like rare any longer. It was a non-album track in many countries and it stayed a non-album track into the 70s. Uh Eleanor Rigby's next. Here's where I cheated. Alan inspired me. And in a way, Ken did as well. Revolver is underappreciated. How could Here, There, and Everywhere not be on this compilation? 
<laughs> got to get you into my life because it did become a top 10 hit in 76. And that gives me two more Revolver songs. And the album, Red Album, ends with Yellow Submarine like it did. I thought about things like Tomorrow Never Knows. And I thought, no, you know what? Yellow Submarine's a fun way to end. I'm leaving it alone. Um, so I ultimately added, again, I hope I'm not making errors. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I thought I didn't, I didn't think I added that many, but there were ten on the Red Album. So I'm happy with this because it gives you the Red Album plus ten songs. So correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think you added any Harrison compositions, right? You know what? If I, if I really wanted to complicate my life, I would have gotten into the songwriting angle of things. Uh. And I thought, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not going there. It is what it is. You know what I mean? It is okay. the way that went for the Beatles. I love George. I'd love to rep represent him more. But the bottom line was the earlier years were dominated by. Hey, wait a minute. You think getting into the songwriting thing is more complicated than doing math? <laughs> well, you know what? Because then what I tend to do is I would add a Harrison track and think, do I like this better than this other song? But that album's represented, it's got enough tracks there. So I would have to drop something to fit the second half. Just, I'm going to leave it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to leave it the way it is and not complicate things. Because um, if I needed someone, hmm. could have gone on. I like Don't Bother Me. I did think about adding that one. You know, as a way of saying, hey, this was George's first song that he wrote. And I thought, you know, now I'm really going to start getting nuts and chopping the albums apart and making them practically new compilations. And I didn't want to do that. Uh, I wanted to keep it, you know, as so. The right album ended up being very, uh, ultimately fairly easy to add 10 tracks. You got a big fat album on here uh, that really does sum up maybe give or take one or two songs, the first half of the Beatles. Mm -hmm. I made very few changes, <laughs> except for that mistake that's right there. I made very few changes to the Blue Album. There was just too much music on it to begin with. And I didn't want, like I said, I didn't want to drop anything. And I ultimately had to drop one song. Uh, side one, my my Blue Album, same as it was originally. Um, I made I didn't make any changes. I thought about Seeing if there was another Sgt. Pepper song that could have gone in there. Mm, I ultimately left it alone. I mean, it's 24 minutes of music. It's almost the perfect side, just about. So mm -hmm. I left it alone. And the only change I made with side two was I forced the inner light in there. I wasn't really too keen on it being on the album because I don't think of it as. I love it. It's one mm -hmm. of my favorite songs, but I don't think of it as a song that the masses would appreciate being in a best of. But being anal, I put I'm <laughs> down in, I put rain in, I have to put in the inner light because I'm giving you some treats here, these non-album tracks. Okay. And <clears throat> what I did to fit the inner light was I bumped, if anyone has an original blue album in front of them, uh, I believe what I did was bump Revolution to side three. So that side two ends with Hey Jude. 
Uh, I don't have the original configuration here, and I, despite trying to be as accurate and clear as possible, I've, I confuse myself. So side two, add the inner light, move revolution to the beginning of side three. The inner light goes in between Lady Madonna and Hey Jude. It was the B-side of Lady Madonna, so there you go. So I am the walrus, slow goodbye, the fool on the hill, magical mystery tour, Lady Madonna, the inner light, Hey Jude, side two. Blue album, side three, uh, starts Revolution. I um, had a problem with the White Album because it's under, there's no way to properly represent the White Album. There's 30 songs on it, you know, so I decided leave it alone. Back in the USSR is essential. While my guitar gently weeps is essential. Oh, blah, dee, oh, blah, da is not essential. Huh. Even though I don't necessarily agree with that logic, something had to suffer. And I thought, you know, it's a song that we hear that John didn't like it. It was a target for some of the criticisms of McCartney's lighter songs. It would be a song that would be, you know, picked at and met, like Maxwell Silverhammer. Against my judgment, I removed Obladio Blada. Uh, so it goes from while my guitar gently weeps to get back to don't let me down. The ballad of John and Yoko, old brown shoe. Here's where I think I made a mistake because it's the side. It's just too much here. But I moved come together up to end side three, took it off side four. So the only changes I made to side three was I dropped old blood, dear blood da off the album altogether. The only song you're not getting now on my versions. And I put come together at the end of side one. Uh, side, at the end of side three, rather. Uh, and then side four opens with Here Comes the Sun. Goes into something. I wasn't going to put Octopus's Garden in there, but I thought, no, it was on the original. And that's Ringo's, one of the only two songs he wrote. So leave it alone. Octopus's Garden stays. Now, to keep up with my adding treats and adding little extras here i had to include you know my name look up the number um and i wasn't going to put it at the end of the album so i thought you know what after octopus's garden hey you know it's time for you know my name look up the number that way now you've got all the b-sides basically even the the least known non-album tracks that came out from 62 to 70 i think i have them all now Baby, You're a Rich Man was on Magical Mystery Tour. That doesn't count. We have Old Brown Shoe already here. What the heck? I'll give him You Know My Name, Look Up the Number. And then the album ends with Let It Be, Across the Universe, and The Long and Winding Road. Now, as for what version of Across the Universe, I left it alone uh, because that was the, at the time, other than those who listened to WPLJ, that was what we knew of Across the Universe. And if we ever do a show where we put together our own favorites in a rarities album, then, um, you know, we could start playing around with the other versions of Across the Universe. One thing I thought of doing was giving a bonus seven inch single to each album. Uh, because then the blue album would get a seven inch single with Free as a Bird and Real Love. And I thought, I got to give you something if you buy the Red Album. What can I give you? I could get my Bonnie and Ain't 
Uh, uh, ain't, ain't she sweet? Uh, what about Cry for a Shadow? Well, it could be a three-song single. And then I'm like, Darren, stop before it starts becoming project number five in this whole thing. Uh, what if I gave them Leave That Kitten Alone? The almost? Nah, that didn't come out. And I abandoned the idea of the bonus seven-inch single. So you're not getting free as a bird in real love either. And if you have a problem with that, blame Ain't She Sweet and My Bonnie uh, for that. And those are my albums. So I did very little of the Blue album. And I did a lot to the Red album. And it's going to bug me even when I'm in bed tonight thinking about it that I dropped Obladi Oblada. But so be it. See, I, I think that John or the other Beatles not liking Obladi Oblada shouldn't even come into play in something like this. It really should be based on popularity of the song and what got played on the radio and the public likes. And, um, you know, I, I like the fact that we all have different lists. When it comes to B-sides, if the B-sides were actual hits, like She's a Woman was, I would Yes, totally, I Love You, but but the inner light was not a I major would hit. To, under most circumstances, I totally agree with you. Uh -huh. But in this case, I thought it's an anniversary edition. They're really not getting a, a, a ton of extra stuff so here's some curveballs for you. And that's what made me think, you know, if I put in I'm Down, there's no harm in me including the inner light. It gives George another mm -hmm. song. And listen, at this point, how do I leave out You Know My Name, Look Up the Number? I love it. I love that song. I love I it, too. it up in the car. I think it's crazy. Uh, you know, and I would enjoy it being on the album. Um, it was, I'll tell you a funny story. It, I was five in 1970. And I had... When they were brand new, those were two of my earliest singles were Let It Be and The Long and Winding Road. Uh, but at five years old, when you're listening to Let It Be, The Long and Winding Road, For You Blue, You Know My Name, Look Up the Number does not make any sense whatsoever. It just didn't make sense. And it would it freaked me out when I was a kid. I would never play it because it scared the crap out of me. Because uh, I didn't know what the heck was going on in there. And who are these people? Did the Beatles let some of their friends do stuff? And then later on, as I got older and it all fell into focus, I realized that's a great song. And boy, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall when they were recording some of that. Hmm. Um, so I said, what the heck? I'll throw it. I can't put it at the end of the album. I'll put it after another fun song, Octopus's Garden, in the middle of side four. And then let the album end as it did with the, you know, the powerful ballads there at the end. Okay. Well, we all have different lists here and uh, different approaches. I should. The only the only thing with me is I, I don't know how you can leave out something like Taxman, you know, on the Red album or have one George Harrison composition. I tell you, I tell you what I could have done. I mean, I agreed with your opinion about Girl, and yeah. did think about dropping Girl. So maybe what we do is, uh, you know, now in hindsight. I swap out Taxman for Girl. I have no problem with that. Hmm. You know, I mean, the first songs from Revolver I thought of were Got to Get You Into My Life and Here, There, and Everywhere. I think those are no-brainers, especially since Got to Get You Into My Life became a hit. It's all right that it was yeah. after they broke up, but, you know, it uh, became a, a key track as a result of the rock and roll music album. I did want to put the Beatles movie medley somewhere in here, but oh, God. Oh, God. 
but I thought, ah, that's that's for the uh, that's for the rarities uh, bonus disc. Doesn't even belong there. Let me just worst thing. Out, let me just point out that the World Wildlife Fund version of Across the Universe, which was officially released when while they were still together, used to get played on Scott Muni's Things from England. Lots of dookies. <laughs> so so it wasn't just PLJ that was, <laughs> was playing these things. And that was something that was, I'm sure, once it came out in the UK, because it didn't come out in the US, word spread and a lot of hardcore Beatle fans, I'm sure, made it their business. Right. To get right. an import of that charity album. And That's um, and then it and then when Let It Be came out, it was just so, you know crushingly disappointing to hear what phil Spector did to that track right not to my ears well you know you know what's interesting about that though from having heard the let it be version first mm. naturally to me that was the normal voice and the normal speed mm. so that still i have to adjust my thinking when i hear the world wildlife fund version and even the one on the anthology anthology three yeah it's the regular speed but still that first impression that i got was the um was the version on let it be and it's funny how you could slow lennon's voice down and play with the pitch which has happened on numerous occasions and it doesn't lose anything try slowing the pitch down or speeding it up of your own voice i've recorded things at different speeds for my radio shows i don't sound like me very different. But John seemed to have that voice where pitch changes either, you know, aren't noticeable or they work totally fine and interesting about that. And, you know, across the universe sounds fine slow down now, still. Well, it must have been okay to to John when it came out of Across the Universe. That version, or, he just didn't, or he just didn't care at that point. Yeah, Paul getting upset about the long and winding road. Did John have any, you know, thoughts about what Spectre did with Across the Universe? And Spectre also extended I Me Mine. Right. You know, he actually made it, uh, you know, a good length for a, a song. It was very short, the original, a minute something. John, John made a comment about, you know, Phil Spectre did a good job with these lousy recordings. Yeah. So, but I don't know if he said something specific about Across the Universe, but yeah. he did say that he kind of felt like the group or maybe Paul didn't work too hard on the song. He felt like it was sabotaged in the studio, but that I, I think had nothing to do with Phil Spector. So, yeah, but, you know, a lot of comments about Let It Be by members of the Beatles are political more than musical, mm -hmm. you know, um, there's possibly some extent to which Paul objected to what was done with Long and Winding Road because it was Spectre brought in by Klein. Because he was talking about, you hear him in, in the Get Back film talking about, you know, this would be good with winds or something, which he eventually did it uh, with in, uh, in the 75, 76 tour. And then again in uh, Broad Street, I think that's more of a wind arrangement than a string arrangement. Mm, there's uh, sax in there. Yeah. The Broad but, Street uh, one. 
but so he wanted something uh and he might not have liked exactly what specter did and in in fact uh richard hewson who actually did the arrangement didn't like what specter did he said that uh that that was not the arrangement as he gave it to specter specter kept bringing in more and more people um but uh so you know on one hand paul might have been less upset with it if George Martin did it than he was when Phil Spector did it because of the Klein thing. And then John saying that, you know, all of these were the, you know, the worst tapes with a bunch of bad feeling and Phil Spector did a great job on it. Likewise is, I think, because possibly to some extent there was this battle going on about Klein and John at that point was still on Klein's side. Well, Klein was his guy. Mm -hmm. um, and so he felt that it, that it was improved, but, um, but who knows, you know, who knows if they, if they went in, if they went in, if all four of them were alive and they went in with Peter Jackson, listened to all those tapes, they might've all come out with a different impression than they've been saying all these years. I kind of think they would actually. So I agree. All right. So there's our red and blue albums uh in 2023 from Ken Allen and Darren. And the 50th anniversary of these albums was last month, April 2nd, 1973. They came out and um and that's them apples. So let's go around the horn here and uh, get everybody's um, farewell messages, credits, and whatnot, starting with Ken. All right. Well, if you need to reach me, you can do so by email at everylittlething@att.net. On uh, the very beginning of the show, Darren, you mentioned my program, Every Little Thing, being on WFDU, yeah. which is Fairleigh Dickinson University's uh, radio station in New Jersey. They run the show Sunday mornings at 6 a.m., Eastern. And then after that, they make the show available on demand for two weeks. So you can actually listen to two shows at any time. The shows that aired in the last two weeks, and that's at WFDU.FM. And if you're not familiar with every little thing, it takes a Beatles radio show as far as you can musically. Beatles, solo music, hits, deep cuts, B-sides, imports, cover versions, family members, thematic sets, interviews, novelty records, tribute songs. It's all mixed together um, in every show. Each show is a one-hour show, and you're bound to hear songs that you're familiar with and maybe a few that you've never heard before. So if you can, check that out. Um, my YouTube channel, Ken Michaels Radio, has been very busy of late. Um, first of all, I interviewed David Jacks. David is the author of this brand-new book, here I go. It looks better that way, don't you think? With the windscreen. Uh, Peter Asher, A Life in Music, covers Peter's entire career, going back to, well, the Peter and Gordon days, um, getting involved with Apple or Paul McCartney living at the Asher household, uh, becoming the head of A&R at Apple, um, helping out James Taylor with his career, discovering him, and uh, becoming one of the most successful producers in music. And I did an interview with him, which was fantastic. I think it's an hour and a half long on uh, on my YouTube channel. 
But one thing that I'll be doing this week on my website, and uh, I hope you know that every week there's Beatles trivia on my website where you could win one of 10 prizes. Well, um, in addition to that, I'm going to have a special contest starting this Thursday, uh, which is the 11th of May. And I have one copy of the Peter Asher book to give away, and it's signed by Peter and by the author, David Jacks. You want to find out how to win it? Go to my website, KenMichaelsRadio.com. I just mentioned Beatles trivia. I just did another uh, Ultimate Beatles trivia show on my YouTube channel. It's the fifth one that I've done. I know Darren's been on the show uh, once. We'll try to get Alan on. Um, and Dylan Seavey is a contestant. He was the winner in the last show. He's a Nashville musician, knows a lot about the Beatles and music. He's appeared on my channel, the Two Legs podcast. He's one of the contestants. Andy Nichols is also one of the contestants as well, one half of the Two Legs podcast. And Edward Crawford, who uh, also um, hosts a Beatles podcast called Call Me Mr. Broadstreet. So they're all competing with each other. Each show is about half an hour long. There's nine Beatle games or trivia questions. Play along with it. Have fun with it. Um, also, I have an interview with Luca Parasi. And he is the author of Paul McCartney, Music is Ideas. That's this book right here. We did an interview on half of the book because it covers the first two decades of Paul's solo career from 1970 to 1989. So I did an interview with him discussing Paul's music in the 70s. And what else? Just did a brand new show this morning with Luca and Sam Wiles, who hosts the uh, Paul McCartney podcast, Paul or Nothing. And we all talked about uh, what we feel are three of uh, the most underrated Paul McCartney studio albums. We did that about half a year ago, and Alan was part of that show as a matter of fact. So there's a lot going on on the YouTube channel. And uh, again, that's Ken Michaels Radio. Please subscribe to that one. Um, talk More Talk, a solo Beatles video cast. The next show airs next Monday, which is May the 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel. And that's with Kid O'Toole, Joe Mayo, and Tom Lignotti. And I think that covers everything. I mentioned the radio show, Talk More Talk, the website, and the YouTube channel. It's keeping me busy, keeping me out of trouble for the moment. Eight days a week, this man is busy. Very good. Thank and, you. And Alan, you're up. Okay. No. No, I was going to make a joke about Europe. Europe. Know. Europe, never mind. Wah, wah, wah. Alan? Okay. You can reach me through Facebook most easily, either at Alan Cozen or Alan Cozen Remixed or the McCartney Legacy Facebook page um, and the Things We Said Today, two Facebook pages. That's Things We Said Today and Things We Said Today, Beatles Radio fans. Um, there also is a uh, McCartney Legacy website, which is McCartneyLegacy.com. Uh, you can reach all of us by email at things we said today radio show at gmail.com. Uh, let us know if you know the story behind the inner light, if you happen to know. Um, also, show suggestions, comments, anything you want to say. Try and keep it civil. Um, but you know, really, you can contact us, and um, sometimes we respond, sometimes we don't. Sometimes comments don't require response. Sometimes questions do, um, but we read them all. 
Um, we also have a Twitter feed at Things We Said Fab, and um, you know, look for us on uh, ideally on YouTube, also on Podbean, uh, which has the audio version, audio only, um, and they distribute to iHeartRadio and Apple and various other places. So we get around. Anyway, that's that. All right. Thank you, Alan. And as for me, you can catch me on the radio, WFEUV, Monday through Thursday night, starting at 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. And Saturday afternoons from 1 to 4. And WFUV is in New York City at 90.7 FM. And you can also listen to us on our website, which is great for those of you who don't live in the New York City tri-state area. Uh, the website is WFUV.org. Okay. Uh, and the website's not on here, though. Oh, this, this is the old, this is an old 70s logo we've brought back for 2023. Anyway, 90.7 FM, WFUV.org. And we have an app, which I'm assuming you can go find. I guess that's where I got mine at like the any the Apple store, wherever you get apps. And, and that's another great way to listen to FUV wherever you are. Don't have to be near a radio in the tri-state area of New York City. And look for me on Facebook. I have two pages. Uh, Darren DeVivo, send me a friend request. Or Darren DeVivo, WFUV DJ and Beatle Podcaster. Click like or follow or whatever it is. Uh, and um, once again, I repeat, because I have started the preliminary work. Uh, soon you'll be hearing us talking about a new Facebook page. And the we, uh, the ball, is not the ball. The wheels are have started turning in that area as I am re-investigating all the frustrating aspects of Facebook before it begins to appear. More to come on that. And that's it. And on behalf of Alan Cozen and Ken Michaels, I'm Darren DeVivo. We will see you in a couple of weeks uh, with a new show. Hope you enjoyed today's. Thank you so much for spending time with us on things we said today. Peace and love.